So just leading into turning on the mics, uh, Nick and I were talking about how useful it can be to navigate any situation in our lives by, I guess, building in or, or just pre-assuming a capacity to um, accept that you might be wrong about the things that you do or the decisions that you make. Mm. Um, and I immediately thought, oh, we should rank we should rank that. But it kind of – the words that, that blanket it uh, – large and exist over other concepts. But I think it is a really important handle to have to be able to share and communicate with other people just yeah. in our own personal lives. Like totally. I, I'm not, not saying this podcast is about, you know, sharing and helping people. This podcast is about ranking every idea correctly. Just, yeah, it's the podcast is about um, hardcore correctness, but mm. we, mm. but again, it's unwavering. We, it does resonate. Like for me, it's, it's and again, we haven't done, I feel like it's been a few episodes since we've done something that has like real top 10 potential. Who knows mm. if this, who knows if what we're circling here does, but the, um, it's been so valuable to me in my own life, the, the, the basic, uh, idea of allowing for my own fallibility, acknowledging my own fallibility, um, reviewing decisions, uh, over time. And I guess not, not having too fixed a sense of selfhood in terms of being like, oh, I have to, I have to go ahead on the premise that I'm okay and that my decisions are okay and good to do anything. Like, kind of, the, I, I value the opposite. Like, having you know, having a sense of my fallibility and lack of context and the flaws in my judgment and the holes, in, the holes in my perspective, all of that factored in, and then be like, and also, life is, I have to make decisions and choices and and act duties of care. Um, so yeah, I guess um, yeah. It, as you're right, Chris. It does cross map. It feels like any any uh, idea that's to hand, you just tumble off into something really big. Like, but I'm I'm grinning because I kind of feel like there is a specific idea that has this at its core mm-hmm. um, that we could rank and will at some stage. Well, I mean, will at some stage is uh, such a redundant thing to say when we're ranking every um, human idea, all eight hundred of the human ideas. Exactly. <laughs> um, scientific method. Yeah, I mean, I've wanted to do that for a while. Okay, we're in. Yeah, great. Pinging through the ether like a giant emotion. This lotion, this lotion. Sometimes commotion, sometimes no commotion. Rank ideas. Take them to the bank ideas. Welcome, dear listeners. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Rank Ideas. It's a podcast. You know that. You're clever things. Uh, Smart and, listeners. Yeah, yeah. That's why we're talking here today to you, because uh, Nick Deladovic and myself, Chris Andre, are on a quest to, um, from zero to one, to successfully rank every idea from the human canon uh, in an ever-expanding list in the correct order. Yep. And we're, we're doing well so far. We're only going to do it right. I mean, that's, I mean, A, that's what we resolve, but also the evidence of the 70-odd ideas we've already ranked show that, because we ranked them in the right order. I think if you even took any random 15 ideas from the list and uh, reprioritized your life around their ranking, um, well, utopia is a strong word and a concept that we haven't ranked. We haven't ranked it yet. So, yeah. we, we, I mean, just just be careful. Because we haven't ranked <laughs> utopia yet, we don't know whether that's particularly a good outcome or not. Yeah. So, don't, don't enact a utopia in your own life, which it would be easy to do using our podcast so until, until we rank it and you, can, and you can then know if that's desirable or not. Yeah. Um, we have ranked podcasts, though. We haven't ranked lists. No, it's going to... Or yeah. ranking. <laughs> I feel like, you know, we're either going to uh, 
save the we're either gonna do I was like, are we going to do episodes like, like the meta episodes is like our anniversary episodes, but anniversaries didn't get ranked super high yeah. when we ranked it. So uh, maybe we're not as invested in them. Um, so- oh, no, Nick. I just realized what we're inviting every listener to do with the meta language of our podcast. Mm. We're inviting them to rank the hosts constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is, I feel like the thing I'm constantly interested in uh, in terms of listener feedback is the idea of like whether there are, how much we have distinct host characters yeah. or whether people struggle to tell us apart. Like I'm talking about people who don't know us um, where we sit on that line. Cause there are podcasts that I listen to where the ho- like the interplay between the distinct um, host characters uh, is the whole thing. And then there are podcasts I listen to where it's the hilarious thing is I've listened to a hundred, I love them and I've listened to a hundred episodes and I don't know who's Beanie and who's Schmumly. But um, <laughs> so, those who were um, who were listening to the teaser were, you know, we did a real uh, pump and fake there where you thought we were going to be uh, circling something really touchy-feely as an idea, um, but instead we're going to rank scientific method. And the first thing we're going to do is deconstruct the idea that that's not a touchy-feely idea. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's hu- hugely emotionally loaded. That was another pump and fake. Oh, uh, is that it again? Maybe that's how people will identify you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> by, my, by my clumsy pump and fakes. Um, scientific method, we need to talk about what that is. Um, I'm a, uh, the whole premise of this podcast is that we are lay people morons, uh, which is, uh, why it's so, so good. Cause yeah. we're, we're not uh, proclaiming to be authorities or experts. It shows that anyone can do what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it's nice to do it, I, I think. Yes. Um, but I was, uh, I'm using this as a preface to how poorly I'm going to have a crack at defining scientific method. Whoop, whoop. It's something we're going to have to do together, Nick, because as you know, I um, just don't engage in definitional um, narratives of the world, unfortunately. It just doesn't, doesn't suit my proclivi- natural proclivities. But scientific method uh, is, um, I guess, mostly a tool set um, to navigate testing um, hypotheses and measuring the results and then... Um, uh, making conclusions from that. And is, what am I missing? Is it inductive reasoning? Is that... Woo, woo. That's <laughs> yeah. the sound when Chris defines. Woo, woo. That <laughs> definition was fine. Um, no, that was all good. I think the um, uh, the one of the core traits of scientific method is the idea of coming up with a hypothesis, uh, hypothesis which is a, construct, a p- potential construction of the facts and reality, and then testing it to destruction. The yeah. idea is like um, the sort of hostile witness aspect where you are um, going on the idea that your goal is to find as many ways as possible uh, to prove that the thing that you hope is right is actually definitely wrong, um, which, yeah, to me is um, uh, pretty uh, central to the to how it relates to what we were talking about in the teaser, the idea of that. Um, yeah, there's obviously there's an idea of rigorousness, the idea that you are going to go through the, you're going to set the highest possible bar for what evidence is um, and for what a compelling proof of something is um, and just make it punishingly hard to meet that standard. Yeah, and um, I guess the f- something that we're inev- inevitably going to turn to in this conversation is that um, having a process like that isn't, the only uh, way in which in reality the scientific method sits in our lives. It also has a culture. It's true. Um, which will, which has its own pros and cons, but um, 
yeah, this is this is a this is a fun one. Um, and I'm surprised it took us this long to get to rank it. But you it's know. been in my head for a while. It's yeah, been on, mine too. Been on list for a while, but yeah, on the potential list list for a while. Yeah. But yeah, I I do. It definitely has a um for me a kind of sexy samurai movie vibe to it. The whole in the ways that I was just describing, like the the idea of yeah, just putting those. You know the the sexiness of forces of, of forces of opposition. The idea that you are setting up just um, an ordeal of um, sweat and grind to get to a result um, hmm. that is then a transcendent result. And and as always, sexy ideas have to be treated uh, warily and yeah. leerily, um, and particularly because yeah, I feel like what we've you know, I'm so instantly warm to it as a tool, like as a mundane tool yep. that the way that we've just defined it to me is very appealing. And then there's the thing that you've brought up, which is critical, which is the idea that they're a scientific method as a, um, as a tool it's and as a defined thing. And then there's scientific method as a, um, as a story form that has a culture built up around it. And there are other things on the list that we have, um, marked down because of the way that there is, because of the, evident dissonance between how they are conceived and how they are employed or the actual effects of it. So I think, um, Let, let's get there last. Let's, let's get there let's, last. Let's start with the, um, the benefits of the tool, which, yes. which are frankly immeasurable. Like, there's, there's been, I mean, I yeah. do think there's a lot of just sound case studies uh, throughout human history of how scientific method has been used to do the thing that it's trying to do. Yeah. Um, and, and it is the num number one tool for achieving many of the things that, that uh, cannot be done without it, I think. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I mean, one that I often think of, we, talk, we talked about philosophy recently, which used to be a prime way of driving forward um, human culture and understanding around things, a prime tool to, yep. to sort of think, think your way through something. Um, but if I were looking for um, ways to, you know, uh, to advance the, the frontiers of um, human knowledge, uh, what what are some of them? This, I shouldn't speak so vaguely. What what are some of the things we need to do? Uh, sorry, not need to do, but could do that would be cool. I think of maybe like, um, uh, understand ecosystems and bring back extinct species. Actually, the coolest thing I can think of is Please. is bringing back um, extinct homos uh, uh, species, like like the Denisovans or the Florensis or um, Neanderthals. That is the coolest thing I can think of because I think that would teach us so much cool stuff. Um, I like I like the amount of um, I like that premise just for the amount of potential uh, sitcom premises that would generate yeah. out of. Oh, that's the main. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, idea of um, uh, yeah. or traveling to Mars or like anything traveling, but you know, um, finding transcendent like, curing diseases. I guess I always define this, and this says more about me as being like okay, escaping the you know, escaping the the threshold of the things that define what humankind and what the planet is at the moment. Like at the moment, there's an idea of it's like, well, life works like this and it has these limitations and these restrictions. And to me, it's always fun to imagine, well, what if, what if they, if that could not be the case? What if we could escape things like prejudice, death, um, a lack of being able to perceive everything around us that actually exists, um, the speed of light, blah, blah, blah. Resource scarcity. Resource scarcity. Um, what if these things that are so fundamental to our experience of what the world is, what if they were, could suddenly be not so or be different? Um, and yeah, I guess the one 
So in terms of how scientific method is useful, the, I mean, because sometimes what scientific method is doing is just giving us evidence that there are incontrovertible physical laws that can't be broken or yep. don't seem to be broken. But also um, I think about, and again, I've, this has come up before, and when we were talking about philosophy, which we ranked relatively low, um, a big thing that I was getting hung up on was the idea that the more we understand about actual the wet work of the brain like actual you yep. know the more that the more that we have an like a neuroscience mapping. understanding yep. yeah a mapping of how the organism works that we are the the more the assumptions that uh that our that those brains have created across generations get exploded or the more we learn about what's actually going on in more of a cool it more of a mundane um operating system way which to me is not mundane to me that's really cool oh, and that's, exciting. Uh, yeah i was about to say that's the most exciting yeah project I, we have going maybe at the moment that's it and i feel like scientific method is one of the primary tools that's been used to escalate our understanding of that yeah and, and i would say that um you know it's easy to think of uh all the uh i mean as i said there are sort of immeasurable uh thing, benefits that you can list from those advances and, and of course concomitant costs as they always inevitably are mm-hmm. um but i think one of the um key to, to, to test the utility of the scientific method um i think the key criticisms would be um that it's that the results that we get through it are um cons- uh, are not reliable um you know there's, there's some it's a, it's a minority of scientific studies that are that that are published that are repeatable yeah. under even identical conditions. Yeah. Um, uh, and there and- are pressures, there are cultural pressures that allow for things to be presented as having gone through the best version of scientific method yeah. that in fact have not. Yep. Yeah. And also, um, you know, it doesn't uh, inherently point to a um, transcendent path for how to, you know, live a more rewarding life or build a more rewarding society. But I think that those criticisms actually are... Um, for the domain of how it's employed as a culture ra- rather than the utility of the tool itself. Yeah. Um, like e- even, um, you know, like, okay, science doesn't tell me about anyth- anything about how to live a, a happier life, you know. Um, but I think that that's like, that's only necessarily true if you look at particular s- studies and hold them as as their own god or, um, mm. or if you disregard, if you... Um, I don't. I don't know. If you have a if you have a tribal identity um, stake in science that leads to like a kind of sports team type yeah. barracking for yeah. it, because yeah, in this doing that to anything ex- creates an abstracted version of that that isn't that isn't the thing anymore. Yeah, and I think that is. I'm sorry to get into the secondary part of our inquiry today, but Please. I think that that's significantly downweighted by by putting ideology, good and evil. Fairness and all these other things, like right, point. right at the bottom of the list. So I, I, I think my first instinct that science would be a, that the scientific method would be really high, but um, you know, not top ten. May 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 not be right. Um, I think that um, I hadn't thought about that. Like, yeah, because I've been, I've been, I'm so, I'm doing that thing that we do where I'm like, okay, like let's let's interrogate it really hard because because you're excited about it, but also, yeah, I, and because there are other ideas that I feel are similarly you know we've got logic in the top 20 mm-hmm. yeah right just Do we? 
Yeah, just. Yeah, cool. It'll, it won't stay there, I don't think. I think there's a lot of things that'll come in. Maybe it's just outside the top 20, but it's in the in the low 20s. But it's um, uh, we weren't, like, raving about it when we ranked it, but we did um, find, I think with Logic we found that enough, because, again, that's another one where it's, like, there's the... Um, there's the basic tool of logic of using logic as a process tool. And then there's everything that gets held up and distorted around the idea of logic. Yeah. And I think in that one we did, that was another one though, where we landed on the idea of it's like most of the things that are bound up in those distortions are things that we have ranked low on the list. Mm. And for those just tuning into the podcast for the first time, this is key to the key to the idea of doing the ranked list of all human ideas means that certain you, you can protect the, platonic perfect or elevated ideas of versions of ideas by um ranking all of the cross mapping ideas that would that gum them up or make them the crappy versions of themselves if they're at the bottom of the list then you protect the best version of the idea and and itself getting to be at the top of the list and yeah my hunch is that you're right scientific method is a good example of this where once you strip out the ideology the good and evil um, all these things that we have in top ten, in our bottom ten. Sorry, fairness um, is one of our lower ideas. Philosophy is quite low. So genius, the, genius is quite low um, on our list at the moment. Um, so yeah, all of these things that allow for, um, cor- you know, t- the main things that allow for corruption of the narrative. I mean, and again, other things that we haven't ranked yet also do that. Um, but as we come, as they come up, we will rank them perfectly. Yeah. So yeah, I do feel like, yeah, I I love I love the idea, in the same way that like we have imprisonment ranked weirdly high mm. because we were able to using the list we were able to create a version of it that was just a mundane tool for an for a sometimes essential purpose versus the living nightmare of contemporary prisons. That's it. Yeah. And, and you know, a lot of that was about stripping out what tries to be the positive narrative around prisons and rehabilitation. Like we were like, oh yeah, you need to just re- you need to just take away the idea of redemption or rehabilitation from prisons and just be like, no, we are just doing a horrible thing, which is restricting people's freedom. Because we prefer it to the alternative and, what, and in this instance. That's it. And so that's that. And we will, and doing that, taking the magical thinking out of it means that you, that you, uh, creating a version of the tool that will only be employed when absolutely necessary. You will and will only can only be a horrible thing, and thus will only be done when the horrible thing is essential for the care of the larger group. Yeah, yeah, and I think that those ideas about um, the, the the bad. I I really think that maybe all of them are stripped away by the list for the scientific method because uh, it's it's easy to forget that. Uh, we live at a particular point in time where we're up to a particular, uh, where, where the use use of any idea that we're ranking um, is strongly um, like it's it's it has its own gravity based on where where that uh, that idea sits in our contemporary global society mm. um, and experience to date. But I think um, you know we're uh, on the curve of our own lifetime. I, I would say sort of the civilizational application of scientific method will look very junior at the point that we're currently at versus at the end of our yeah. life because there's sort of exponential growth in in um, access to all sorts of information and education, all the systems that uh, enable that, and just the core number of heads that are getting nutrients, you know? Like yeah, there's, totally. There's, it's, it's, um, it's and that, that a, yeah. number of heads issue is really important as well because, I mean, another thing we haven't raised in the idea of how scientific method is employed in terms of how best practice is conceived is the idea of peer review mm. and group uh, yeah. 
like rigorousness brought through different perspectives in different groups. So, like, like we're we're at the absurdity of our current period where you could still see um, large like things that the, the sole definition of certain matters has been completely determined by one individual, you know, outlier, uh, quote unquote, genius thinker uh, having done some work, you know, um, with their sort of anecdotal personal experience and ha- and running some form of that method to have defined a concept that we use every day in our society. There are so many examples of, of that. And that I love that you putting cease. it like that because you're like, oh, it, yeah, that's so well. It's, it's well said, Chris Andrew. Oh, thanks, Nick. Yeah, because that stuff will cease. That that will, you know, the truth of those of the realities and the uh, will fade over 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 time. I mean, hopefully, but um, and the origin it seems story that and that origin story, which is the common origin story for so many underpinning ideas in society, yeah. will, will seem as absurd as it is when you put it that way. Yeah, and that's kind of happened in our um, in the recent generations with with you know most of the sort of religious norms that people took as, um, forgive me, gospel for, you know, for centuries. So, mm-hmm. they, they were seen as absolute truths and um, by most people. And, uh, you know, those have faded, but uh, as they intersected with experience and, and different forms of measuring truth. And, you know, science often gets put against God in a, a very lazy debate style format. But, yeah, but yeah. the scientific method and its findings are a, a big... Um, a big reason because uh, for that that fading because of new ways of understanding the world that better map to reality and have better predictive value as a result for people to navigate their lives and and you know we're not picking on past you know like that that idea of um what were once dominant religious faiths we're not p- picking on that as the idea of it's like oh that was the worst period of human delusion no no now is equally uh, dominated by the concept of people believing fundamental truths that are just happen to actually be wrong. Yeah, I mean, we um, seem to have a smooth capacity, like for um, memifying, like uh, sorry, one to one correlating, you know, uh, any sort of um, impact with a cause that we give a story form to that that doesn't have to be based on any reality. Or, we rule or, or it. Map it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. We, I'd say we're smoothly um, capable of that, but now we have more tools to challenge. Sorry, we have more information to challenge that than we've ever had before, and that is that's hopefully, um, you know, barring the obvious certain civilizational disasters, um, hopefully going to continue as a trend. And again, the idea that it's a punishingly long, iterative, non-linear, recursive process is baked into the idea of scientific method. Like that's why scientific method was conceived. It wasn't conceived, and I think people, uh, at mm. worst, people critique it on the idea of it's like, oh, well, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't work because we have heuristic brains that don't have total perspective. It's like, no, we have heuristic brains that don't have total perspective, which is why we've created this tool. Yeah, yeah, The tool is a way to contend with it, and it can only do that iteratively, non-linearly, over generations, centuries, millennia. That's that's a a feature, not a bug. And um, the idea of it... um, you know, and again, that thing that I'm leery of, which is the uh, that I raised at the top of the episode, which is yeah, that idea of the um, romantic fatalism of doing this thing that is so hard to actually accurately do that mm. can't be perfectly done. Um, yeah, I, as you say, I, I can actually relax about that more than with other sexy ideas because of everything that um, we've identified that needs to be downvoted around it to protect the. The Samson self. And I mean, again, that's not to dismiss. I mean, we see there's so many live um, situations of the public discourse being made up of 
sort of broadly two sides of an issue that are both trying to invoke science as the thing that is supporting them, yeah. you know, like various concerns about um, uh, like gender constructions and things like that, where you have both, you, where you have two people arguing on the internet and both both feeling like they are completely backed up by the idea of scientific method, when the truth is usually neither of them have any strong grasp of uh, of that. Inevitably, very few people who, um, uh, you know, become very learned in um, any topic, tend, they very, very rarely tend to engage in, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, in, Shorthand, one-to-one, one one sword battle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because exactly, exactly. they, because they, that's not their experience of, of the, of the information and the data. But yet the. Um, also, it's not how you access, you know, yeah. large swathes of information. That's I mean, right. I mean, if you do it through a lens, like. Yeah. Good luck. But I do think, again, it, the other thing I think people stress out a lot uh is on the idea that things are somehow the public discourse has gotten worse or that the spread of information is some new phenomenon whereas it's just as arguable or perceivable that it's just an unprecedented era of people's opinions and takes on things being visible at scale yeah um and engage and you know like human engagement happening and with a secondary audience to it at scale. So there's just a bunch of things that have always been traits of the human discourse that have just been scaled up and revealed um, that, are, that are in your face 24-7, which does have operational costs. Yeah, for create, sure. And creates microclimates of other phenomena around it. Yeah. But it's, yeah, there's just as much of a sense that that's just a necessary cost and hiccup to the things we were talking about before, which is like elevated transcendent um uh, rewiring of the group organism or actualization of the group organism maybe not but it's as believable as the other thing yeah it's, it's a hypothesis that may not stand up to the scientific method of interrogation but um and and that that's that's i think what i was uh, starting to say before but forgot to round out the point of that the, the point that we're currently at um you know there's a lot of scientism and there's a lot of um uh mm. there's infinite examples of uh you know, science about a particular thing uh, being determined. A lot of people uh, setting cultures off of that um, that a particular finding, and then that finding being overturned, um, and you know, it, it, it sort of betraying the reality that it, that that must be stressed at all times when talking about um, science and the scientific method, which is every idea can be destroyed and 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 is testable and that's that's why it exists and some are more um you know have, have been given more attention and and the the tools to measure are better than others but some particularly the big ones the the tools are terrible like you know what will um mm. you know and and but the frontier is advancing and the and the idea that we may have you know uh good mappings of brain function that aren't that aren't reduced to you know piecemeal findings into relating and um and the the, the narrative uh, clashes that come off of all of that, or you know, they're they're really exciting to me, and they're not going to be achieved via any other um, means. And here's the other thing: not only is this an idea that is protected by downvoting certain ideas, but other ideas that we have high on the list, or that I think will be high on the list when we rank them, we have adaptability high. I think we'll have judgment high when we have it. Um, the Ooh, interesting as we'll find out, but the idea is um, the idea that. Working, and this is circling back around to what we were talking about in the teaser. What we the the this idea that we really value personally, you and I, which is that you can be that you don't have to be certain or sure to make decisions. Yeah. In fact, it's better 
to not be certain and sure if you are in a decision-making role. As in, and, not, and I don't mean indecisive or racked by um, uncertainty. I mean, I mean, just aware and alert to Which the Which ironically is often its own form of certainty. Yes, like, yeah. yes true. Yeah. Um, no, all, we, all we're talking about is the idea that you can be self-aware, and we have self-awareness ranked high as well, you can be self-aware about the fact that you, have, you are working with incomplete knowledge and you can still have a reason and a drive and a tool set that can allow you to make decisions. And the idea, and again, the other thing that people will look at as a failure of scientific method is, is what you were saying, Chris, which is the idea that um, thoughts and rulings and, and um, theses and um, observations are overturned and proved false all the time. That's not, but yeah, but that's not a bad thing. That's a great thing. That's the, that's the great thing. Yeah. And all you need is, uh, I just, is uh, a chillness and a generosity. Again, an idea we have ranked high towards the idea that that is the process you are part of. The, a process where you can be confidently making decisions and doing your best to be, you know, a care-driven actor in the world. And then in 10 years time, you're going to look back and realize that you were wrong about everything and, and adjust. And I mean, that to me is the gift of something like scientific method is f- for me to be able to walk around and have a calm sense that I am definitely wrong about most things and that that's okay. And that I can still live a life and, um, be behaving reason. I can still behave reasonably that there is still a reasonable basis for my decision-making, even though I'm mostly wrong about most things. And, uh, uh- you know, that's sort of, <laughs> sorry to, to, no, I'm not sorry, d- d- using the language of Talib, the sort of anti-fragility that that provides you in your own life means that you can, um, a- a- as much as we're talking in the meta system of uh, how science, the scientific method is utilized as well, um, means you can adjust when information changes. Yep. And um, in- there's, a syst- there's a pre-built system for integrating uh, being wrong, which is something that is inevitably going to happen in any system, and the more yep. the more a system has a capacity to to deal with that, um, the more likely it is to survive across time. And uh, you know, this is a system that actively celebrates that and tests for that, which is the which is the core gift yep. that that it offers everyone. And for someone like my like myself, who I value the idea that I'm someone who can change, gets to change, will change. Um, yeah, the idea of having. Um, just information updates built into the world that I'm a part of and the group organism that I'm a part of. Um, it's so valuable. Um, okay. Anywhere, anything else to raise or discuss or employ before we look at it listically, listishly. Look, if, if I was listening list. to this, I would be maybe upset that there wasn't more examination of the cultural element, but I kind of think that that is, is, yeah, I, the more we talked about it than, and thought about it, I think the mo- that that really is a kind of secondary, almost externality feature based on where it sits within a within other cultures, rather than um, uh, the, the core of what we're talking about. The thing I think is worth making. raising about it, uh, the one more thing worth raising about it is the idea of. I feel like it'll be interesting for us to discuss more topics and do more analysis. We've we've ranked academia and we've talked about, and we were fairly favourable on it. Like it's kind of you know. Um, above the middle of the list, I think. Um, but it's, um, yeah, it's, we were uh, happy enough with the utility of the idea of having specific bounded sites for education and educational investigation. I do think it's, there's other things, other ideas will come up where we will be able to rank the idea of the various, the various ideas and factors that lead to information and expertise being, um, siloed into specific populations because mm-hmm. you know i feel like the bi- yeah i feel like a big thing 
that leads to the problems around scientific method that we were talking before, which is just that people invoking it and not understanding it, is that we have a tiny part of like section of the human population that enact scientific method rigorously and really and understand it in the way that you can only understand by using it and doing it. Um, so I think that's a thing that we can look at over time. But again, that again suggests that our um, ongoing flawless rankings will protect. I, th- I think there are ideas that we will find that have to go above scientific method that we haven't ranked yet to protect the best version of it. Yeah, I, th- I think actually there is maybe something else to talk about, which is that, um, you, you know, like, okay, so we get these great utilities and, and benefits from it, but what would, and this this goes maybe straight to the list because, um, you know, what, what, does, what does a world look like without the scientific method existing? And I think, I think there's still... Um, capacities for whittling down for culture to whittle down over time to have um you know perhaps sorry certainly more um uh, rewarding lifestyles than are perhaps the mean of our current time but um i think the benefit of being able to uh have a tool to understand over time uh, things that are happening um as what they are and having an increasing capacity to do that is you know that's that's the um that's the prometheus gift you know like that's there's there's um yeah uh even if it takes millennia to achieve that it gets to a place that could never be achieved without it um into and i'm not talking about in terms of like technologies that we have i'm talking about um uh capacity to have um the kind of life that feels as good as possible for as many people as possible where where you're expanding possibilities rather than contracting possibilities yeah um, Which isn't inherently like you sometimes know. you know I love a bit I love a good creative restriction yeah 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 um, but yeah the uh, yeah it's but it's so much well it's so much more interesting <laughs> it's true and again like I like yeah I like it when things are weird yeah um, weirdness oh that'll be a cool thing to rank at some point oh that'll be oh talk about a mix of like the utility of the tool and then the awful discourse around it yeah yeah yeah. Um, I was watching, I was sort of trailer for an animated film yesterday where it was, you know, it's like. Classic so, side of weirdness. Well, it starts off with like the kid being like, I guess our family's kind of weird. And it's like the family has like one of the kids is a nerd. Yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, you know, yeah. The, the dad's kind of lazy. It's like. I guess was this written say, in the 80s? Like, like, I guess you say we're not normal. Yeah. That's, I thought all that stuff had died with the internet. The internet. Make sure nothing ever really dies. Oh, true. Homestarrunner.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's weird. <laughs> um, so this, it's always fun to rank because you know it's, this is some because this is a this is a tool a process tool that we're ranking against a list that has a lot of like big kind of narrative ideas and story ideas and stuff. Yeah, I was going to say straight to the top ten for mine, and I, I think like maybe start with story because I think we have to decide whether. Um, well, I mean, not, you know, I'll, I'll hear you out, Nick. But. Not to throw a curveball, <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah. down around the 15-ish mark, we've got true or false, and that makes that's an interesting one to me in terms of Ooh. whether that goes above or below. Ooh. That's currently number 14. Um, well, I think we've got true or false as a... I think that 15, maybe that sat down where it is because of, it's the weight of having dichotomy. Yeah, exactly. Is that yeah. right? So, I kind of feel like maybe we're above... Yep. Even though, like, it is very difficult to imagine um, scientific method without true or false. But I think, um, mm, 
So I, I think you still want a process to determine uns- uncertainty as a conclusion, which which sits above uh, engaging only in a dichotomy. And I think that maybe think the worst of the scientific method is culture, just about trying to get to true or false. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And assuming that findings are true or false. I actually agree. Or so, elements within it. You're sweet. Um, so, look, going above that. So, if that's number 15, and, you know, this is just fun to go for a burn through our top 15. Yeah, have a journey. Indeed. So, above true or false, we have, in ascending order, competition, consistency, art, rules... Adaptability, cooperation, hanging out, self-awareness, generosity, story, jokes, friendship, and sharing. So, where do you think? I have a strong thought straight away. Um, I feel like adis- I feel like adaptability and rules um, is there. It's around. Like I feel like we literally verbalized that adaptability is kind of a super idea that sits over the top of it. Yeah. I, I have it one above um, true or false <laughs> after that. <laughs> cool. I, I think that um, all of those ideas are the core of what make the scientific method um, the best version of itself. Strengthening um, ideas. Yeah. And um, Consi- yeah, you're right. Consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like the, the, the worst, the, when, when you look at how it's enacted, even separate to the culture of scientism, the worst element of um, scientific method that you can identify is that scientific um, uh, tests and experiments are um, designed and and conducted by people with biases and cultural lenses and their own framework, you know, and it's impossible to, um, oh, sorry, it's extremely difficult to um, neg- negate all those things within within that, that experiment and uh, that type of experiment. And um, there has to be capacity to understand that weakness and and have it um you know change change over time which is the reflexivity so what, what's yeah. the one above current true false currently competition that's the question. yeah i think that's a core element of scientific method anyway yeah the um that uh that there is a competition of ideas out there um and and you know like a, a setting against you know like yeah um a setting of one person's take on things against another person's take on yeah, things. Yeah, I would like even you, say you, that it is the difference between the science and sort of the ancient Greek philosophical way of, you know, thinking yeah. your way to the end of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or even an elevation of the idea of, yeah, that, yeah, I f- you know, debate, which we have right down the bottom of the list, close to the bottom is, yeah. um, it feels like a real ancient Greek type of idea. And then this feels like the kind of the the progression on. And look, I really love, so below true or false is a bunch of things that I think are absolutely value added by scientific method, authority, law, my beloved immortality, all of these things feel. Um, oh, Nick, I'm just having that endorphin feeling of perfectly ranking something again. Yeah. It's nice that we get it once a week. Yeah. Like, you know, um, people in their lives, again, as you said, as lay people, yeah. we, we have no more access to this than you yourselves, the listeners. So, I mean, you know, rank your uh, core values against each other today. Yeah. And one thing I actually really like, because we get, we get pretty, I mean, I don't know about you, I get very little listener feedback, despite we have a large number of listeners, which is, which we, is fantastic. We do, can, compared to the amount of downloads we get, we get um, an interestingly low amount of response to things. We, we have a few uh, vociferous responders, mm. like two or three, and then the occasional other one. Like occasionally someone in my life will mention offhand that they listen to the podcast, but I think mostly it's people I don't know. Yeah, so uh, one person... Um, came up to me and said that they listened to a particular episode and they listened to um, a panel of King's College um, 
professors talking about the same topic and they said that we touched upon the same things. And I love that because, not because um, it says that we're on the level of King's College professors in our expertise, but I love that because for that listener, like, uh, I thought, oh, it really models that, like, um, you know, the luxury of being able to think about the complex things of the world is within or is it is it sitting on all of our desks and it's nice to pick it up and to throw it around and, um, you know, in, engage with those things personally rather than have to wait for um, accessing some larger authority, which comes with its own, you know, yeah. For me, it's just wild to find Cultural out that there's, that there's a college where everyone who goes there is a king. Yeah. Talk about sitcom premises. Um, <laughs> but yes, <laughs> as much, yeah, like I said, ag- academia, we've got ranked pretty high, but also you don't have to wait to go to anywhere yeah, yeah, to have yeah. a thinky think. And and also the people that have gone through Think all those processes can be, you know, 100% wrong about everything they, they assert as well, as well as anybody. They always are. That's yeah. why you should yeah. listen to us instead of the King's College uh, Backroom Boys podcast. <laughs> Or listen to both and tell your friends about both. Maybe one day we'll, we should collate a list of all the podcasts that you make up um, within this podcast and see see if they're more successful than ours, won't we? Chris, you don't listen to any podcasts. You have no idea of knowing that these aren't all real podcasts. There's no schmoobly and boobly. <laughs> I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Thank you. Take them to the bank, I do.